0: What goes what goes what goes on everybody? It is D from the OD Sports Podcast coming to you from the mobile. Uh can't uh my mic is uh all sorts of messed up and I gotta get new uh software for my laptop, but we're not here to talk about my technical problems, we're here to talk about football. At the very least, I'm here to talk about football with you. So it's like, yeah. I mean, I want to call it a conversation, but really it's just me talking, you listening. But if you want to yell at me in your car, I I don't care. Like, uh, you could yell at me all you want because I have been known to say some outlandish things. Uh, For example, I thought that the uh, Cowboys were going to make it to the playoffs. I mean, they still can, but after seeing the kind of uh, 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 horror show that they put on for these past couple of weeks, I'm not so sure. I mean, I don't have a lot of hope for the Eagles. And the Giants seem to, at the very least, be playing decent football. They just can't seem to, to finish games right now. But uh, the NFC East, let's be honest, it is wide open. I mean, they have a combined record of something like uh, uh, seven wins, 20 losses, and a tie. I mean, uh, they are just atrocious. Uh, compared to the NFC West, which is the best division in football, where the last place, the San Francisco 49ers, actually have a winning record. And they themselves have a combined record of nineteen and eight, if I am not mistaken. So, um, you know, like the Cowboys, we they 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 could still make the playoffs, uh, and my prediction can still be right. But I don't think that's going to come to fruition. Another prediction that was incredibly wrong was I thought that the uh, uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to go twelve and four. That prediction is already impossible right now. It is gone. I thought the Minnesota Vikings, when they gave away um, Xavier Howard, uh, I I thought that they would be able... I thought that they had something in place, you know, to replace them. I thought that, that hey, maybe there's some practice squad guys that we've never heard of that's been stepping up. You know, maybe some six-round picks that, that turn into some studs, some undrafted, uh, uh you know, some undrafted free agents. just anybody anybody that you know we just never heard of that they saw were like hey this looking good um, that would be able to you know uh, replace the whole left by Xavier Nauer and that was absolutely not the case. I also uh, The one good thing is that I did seem to be right and like hey you know what they have Adam Thielen, they have Justin Jefferson, they don't really need uh, Stephon Diggs so I was right in that aspect but their defense has been atrocious and they've given up uh and they've lost some games but above all else I thought that the game manager Kirk Cousins would would play better than what he has this year but this year he has been absolutely awful and granted I was very skeptical about the the signing like the contract extension that they gave but I didn't think he was going to take a step back I thought he was just going to stay at the same level of where he is because I mean, hey, he was a pretty decent quarterback for where he was, and then Dalvin Cook, they were able to sign him and keep him. So I'm over here thinking that the uh, Minnesota Vikings might actually be able to do something, and uh, and uh, no, they they've done quite the opposite, quite the opposite. So uh, you know that's kind of that's kind of tough, but I'm not too proud. I know I'm I know when I'm wrong. I'll admit my mistakes when I make them that's just how the game goes sometimes you know it's a wild, wild world uh especially this season of nfl football but i do believe that we are finally like starting to see starting to learn what these teams are all about what we can expect week in week out who's a stud who's a dud and just everything else um so just bouncing around uh one thing that we do know the steelers are legit I mean, like, there was a lot of talk about how they didn't really play anybody, how uh, they let the Eagles come close to beating them in a game where they should have dominated, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But if you watch the Steelers' games, they are in control almost 100% of the way every single time. Now, they have an upcoming game against the Baltimore Ravens, which I believe is going to be their biggest test of the season, especially since the Baltimore Ravens just signed Yannick Ngakwe, and Des Bryant to add to a piece on their uh, already uh, hellacious defense and to get a, get Lamar Jackson another weapon on offense. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I still believe that they have a huge hole to fill ever since they lost Earl Thomas. And, and it could lead to the reason why their defense hasn't felt as dominant this year, because let's not forget, despite being a complete and utter asshole, Earl Thomas was a very special player, um, so yeah. The the I think the Ravens are feeling the absence, but hopefully Yannick and Gakwe can get on the line, apply more pressures, and then uh, they'll, you know they they can uh, it, it'll ease up uh, the pressure on some of the uh, secondary as well. So uh, we'll, you know, uh, so we'll see what the Ravens bring to the table when they have to go against the Steelers, with the Steelers last undefeated team in football. Uh, had to have an early bye week. They said they don't care. And, uh, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson is back healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster is back healthy. And uh, they have Claypool, who's just a stud. Uh, You know, they're ready to, uh, you know, they're ready to show up and show out. So that should be a very good game, very fantastic game. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that the Ravens are going to play a lot better than uh, when they had to go against the Chiefs. Uh, a couple of weeks back before the bye so um, I'm excited to see that game uh, and yeah the, the Steelers are one of the best teams in the league uh, and and with that I think right under them are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans and it's, and it's the most exciting thing is that all the great teams aren't coming out of one division it's not like the AFC North is holding the best AFC teams. I actually think the Baltimore Ravens have slipped down in the power rankings, even though I did have them as number two. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I feel like, has definitely slipped down in the power rankings just because they don't seem to be as dominant uh, uh, in uh, this season as they were last season. Lamar Jackson uh, still Still playing uh, pretty good football, not playing phenomenal football. He's definitely been uh, overshadowed by uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. But I still do believe that he is one of the best uh, uh, QBs in the NFL. But like I said, I do believe that the Baltimore Ravens have actually gone down a little bit in the power rankings. And up there at the top with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Tennessee Titans. The Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, like, hey, we could call them unfuckable, right? Like, these guys are just an absolute terror. Uh, there's very little to do, like, there's, there's very little you can really uh, game plan for when it comes to the Chiefs because one, they're gonna have a new game plan just about every week, two, they've proven that they can not only kill you in the pass but also kill you with the run, and three. Uh, All of their players have bought into the system. They're all in on winning another championship. So even though you can kind of make an argument like, hey, there might be too many cooks up in that kitchen over there, I don't think that's the case. I mean, Travis Kelsey has become a much uh, more selfless player. Uh, Tyree Kill, even though he's not getting the targets that he used to get, he's not complaining one bit. Le'Veon Bell gets there. He doesn't even mind uh, coming in behind you know, the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Elair. And Clyde Edwards-Elair is, is happy to be there, back there with Le'Veon Bell. And then Patrick Mahomes, he's just looking around and is like, hey, I got a bunch of dogs around me. Uh, I'm cool. Like, I'm chilling. Not to mention, you go to the other side of that defense. Like, on, on the other side of that defense, Chris Jones has been uh, absolute, like, has, he's been an absolute terror. He's been a problem. And uh, they've been able to just, Uh, they've been able to really like show out teams and obliterate them I believe that for a while there in Kansas City the narrative was kind of like "All right, cool this is an offensive minded team and their defense is going to do just enough to keep them in the games while their offense uh, puts the games away that's why the strategy is to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field and let the defense beat you but no the defense has been showing out and they've been going above and beyond I mean I don't know how they did it with all their cap space problems but not only do they have every weapon under the Tuscan sun, but they've been able to hold down the key pieces for a long time. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. When we're talking about dynasty, this is dynastic levels of of, of uh, 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 skill. I mean, this is this this is. We're gonna see the Kansas City Chiefs be really good for quite some time. And as long as Andy Reid loves coach football, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have to be your favorites uh, to repeat for the Super Bowl. They haven't gotten hit with a Super Bowl hangover yet. Only one loss of the season uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders, who, again, division rival, played them hard. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, like a loss is a loss. Still, uh, I don't think anybody is necessarily worried. I think that we can look at the Kansas City Chiefs and especially what they do to bad teams. I think we can look at them and say, you know what? This is a team uh, that that I don't I don't see who I don't see why they can't make it back into uh, back to another Super Bowl run, especially with all the weapons that they have, especially with all the creativity in that offense, and especially with all the fight in that defense. And on the other side. You have the Tennessee Titans. So I feel it's like it's the opposite of the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel as though the Tennessee Titans are kind of a boring team because you know what? They do everything right. They pound the ball. They get the quick releases from Ryan Tannehill, and then they open it up for the play action. They don't do much. Their their philosophy is we're going to play football. Stop us. And, and where you look at the Chiefs, and granted, this is not me saying that the uh, that that the uh, play calling isn't creative. I do believe that you know to run the kind of uh, style of play that they run, especially in this uh, era of the NFL, where defensive where everything has just gotten so complicated and and so um, um, you know motion heavy and there's a lot of thought process and uh, uh, so many different schemes to worry about. In this area of the NFL, I believe that the Tennessee Titans—they say, hey, we're not gonna—we're not gonna overthink it. We're, not, we know, we're we're, we're gonna play a, a very simple style of football. We know who our stars are. We know uh, what we got to do to win. So we're gonna manage the game, and we're 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 gonna slow it down so that you have to play at our speed. And they remind me kind of uh, like a San Antonio Spurs, uh, you know, in the days of. Uh, In the days of uh uh, tim duncan uh ginobili parker where no matter how fast your team can go they're going to slow you down and make you play at their pace their defense i feel is is quite underrated i mean they let up a lot of points in a lot of uh games but they are very opportunistic uh the the main thing that they lack is a pass rush so who knows? They find a way to get some pass rushing. If they can start really like crushing the quarterback and 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 putting a lot of uh, pressure on the backfield, this is another like top like Super Bowl contending team. Um, but and, but that's 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 if we're talking about what they are right now. And what they are right now is that they're a team with the pieces in place to beat literally almost any other team. In the NFL, I mean, shoot, if Steven Gostkowski makes that field goal, Titans and Steelers go to overtime, and then who knows what happens? Last time they went to overtime with the Houston Texans, they uh, Titans won the coin flip. Derrick Kennedy gets the ball a couple of times, boom, bam, pop, they're in the end zone, they win the game. How you doing? Keep it moving, Tennessee Titans uh, uh, get another W in their uh, in their win-loss column. So you know uh the Tennessee Titans they're they're a very a very simple team, a team that knows how to slow it down, but a team that is bought into the Mike Brable system of play and have uh, bought into each other really and you know they rally behind King Henry and they rally behind Brian Tannehill, who is playing phenomenal by the way and uh they really know how to uh you know turn it on when they need to turn it on simmer down when they need to simmer down and 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 the number one thing is that they don't beat themselves they like to capitalize on mistakes we saw it with buffalo where they will capitalize on literally every single mistake you make while also rarely rarely making any mistakes themselves um So it's really tough to beat a a team as solid as that. They might not have uh, all the star power that the Kansas City Chiefs have, but you best believe they have more than enough to go toe-to-toe and bang it out with any other team in the league. Now, it might put them in trouble sometimes because it feels like teams that they should be able to beat uh, easily, they they will maybe struggle with. Like, for example, the uh, Houston Texans, I felt like they should have gone into that game and had themselves a, an easier time. But, you know, the the Houston Texans without Bill O'Brien and ready to fight and ready to prove something. And, hey, who knows? They almost got it, too. That was another game that went into overtime. So, yeah, so sometimes that game managing can uh, 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 get them into some trouble, especially when they're falling behind a little bit. But even if they're down two scores, they don't panic. They still say, hey, we're going to let Derek Henry run the football. And, like, when he breaks one, he breaks one. We don't care. They're very patient team, and that makes them very, very dangerous in the NFL. Um, uh, Going into the other uh, side of the spectrum, a lot of bad teams, a lot of one-win teams, the two-win teams out there in the NFL. For example, the Chargers just won their second game uh, against uh, Jacksonville. Um, And and you know what? I think it was kind of a gimme game. I know Jacksonville is talking about benching Gardner Minshew but that doesn't make any sense to me because it's like you, you, you gave away all of your stars and then you're going to bench your sixth your six round QB for, for not winning games. I mean, what what do you actually expect from him? I thought that Jacksonville would have a little bit more tact and say, you know what, we're just going to kind of let this dude play out, see if he's uh, what we want for the future. From what I've seen from Gardner Minshew, he's exactly what you want. You, you're going to have a high place in that draft, a high pick in the draft, you get him all the weapons you need. How you could even trade down and get him even more weapons because it is a wide just another wide receiver heavy draft. So you could trade down, get you some more weapons, and 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 uh, you know get get some more uh, offensive linemen and uh, let, Gardner Mins- uh, let Gardner Minshew let Gardner do his thing in his third year. I think they have this franchise quarterback. He's slick. He's easy. He's pretty. Uh, he's pretty darn accurate with the football. He makes some really good throws. I like Gardner Minshew. I don't think he's, like, the most talented quarterback in the world or anything. But I think just his confidence in, in being a quarterback may, put can can put him amongst the best. Uh, like I said, still a, still a very young player, only in his second year. But I, I think he has a lot to show to this Jacksonville Jaguars crew. And I really hope that they, they end up being patient with them. But anyway, that's for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think they're going to amount to much. I didn't expect them to amount to much anyway. I'm surprised they even got that win against the Indianapolis Colts in the first place, but I'm happy that they got it anyway. For the Chargers, this should have been a good game because, you know, they were in a lot of games, but the Chargers have been another team that, that's been in a lot of games uh, that they just can't seem to finish. Uh, 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 they faced uh, three of the uh, NFC South teams and the Saints, the Bucks, and the Panthers, all of which, all of whom have proven to be really, really tough teams. I mean, even the Carolina Panthers, who are supposed to be in a rebuilding year, behind Matt Rule with Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Robbie Anderson, they have done some excellent, they have played some very good football out there in the Carolinas, some very darn good football indeed. But the, uh, the, the LA Chargers, you have to wonder, I mean, is is it, at what point does Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn go on the hot seat? Is he already on the hot seat? Because they've been kind of good, kind of eh. They they've had the talent, but especially especially after a uh, 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 disappointing season last year, you can kind of say, okay, Philip Rivers threw way too many interceptions and kind of killed it for them. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert. It's kind of in the same boat where it's like okay you know he's throwing a couple of interceptions but look they've been in these games and i feel like different game plans especially down the stretch could have helped them seal the deal and win a couple of them uh but instead you know uh, justin herbert goes 0 four for his first four games before finally notching a win against the jacksonville jaguars he's proven him to, to him yeah he's proving himself as a as a quarterback that does belong in the nfl Despite me being hard on him, I didn't think that um, him coming out of Oregon with that simplified offense would be able to adapt so quickly uh, to the NFL. I thought, you know, especially if he had that year behind Teron Taylor, that he would be able to, like, uh, grow and and, uh, and and learn more and then would become a good quarterback. But ever since week two, I mean, I, he's been an absolute stud. So, you know, shout out to Justin Herbert. Um, but, but the Chargers... Uh, they're a talented team. They they really are. And it sucks that they have another season without Derwin James because he is such an animal. Um, but, hey, that, that's just kind of how it goes in the NFL sometimes, you know. Health is wealth, and uh, when your best stars can't stay healthy, it, it does affect your team. I think if they have Derwin James out there, an already good defense elevates to a great defense, and you see oh, a 1-5 Chargers team all of a sudden turn into 5-1, and one. And we're talking about them being one of the elite teams in the NFL. But that's if, not now. So, you know, you kind of just, as, as a Chargers fan, if any of them are out there, you kind of just, you know, hope for the best. And, uh, you know, and continue to watch uh, Herbert grow because, hey, there, there's some exciting things coming out of this Chargers team. Um, their, their wide receivers are exciting Austin Eckler uh, he's you know he's exciting although he's been injured for a couple of weeks now so you know you hope that he can return real soon uh, their defense has been able to make some stats you just hope that they take the next level uh, but the Chargers are an exciting losing team uh, another exciting losing team is the Cincinnati Bengals although this is more so uh, about Joe Burrow than it is about the entire team I mean Joe Burrow came in and the Cincinnati Bengals look like a team that can actually be a threat. At the very least, they're they able to put up some points against some other team. I mean, it's been absolutely wild what Joe Burrow has been able to do for the Cincinnati Bengals. And he kind of feels sorry as a Cincinnati fan that the, the rest of the Bengals team doesn't seem to want to win. I don't know who their head coach is. I think he's a scrub. And I don't think that he's the right coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, hey, who knows? This could be... I mean, this is his second year in the NFL. I don't really know if you want to fire him so fast before uh, giving him a chance to, like, giving the team a chance to actually rebuild organically and get those pieces or whatever. Um, But Joe Burrow is ready to win right now. And, uh, you know, we'll see if this coaching staff can, can fix up some of the errors and get the Cincinnati Bengals more wins down the road. Because, hey, you know, I get, especially against these Cleveland Browns, I feel like they definitely should have gotten a win there. But Baker Mayfield, I mean, late quarter, he turns it on, throws a couple of, you know, throws a couple of tutties. And, uh, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals have to take another L. But that's another team that's just fun to watch because, you know, Joe Burrow is an amazing quarterback. And it's crazy because, like, coming out of college – he was really only good in his fourth year. His third year, it's like, okay, yeah, he might be a fifth-round pick, maybe a sixth-round pick, staying behind somebody for a couple, of, you know, for a year or two before, uh, uh, you know, before making his NFL debut. But then his fourth year came along, and we saw what he did with all the weapons that he had, and uh, and and he just, I mean, it was it was just an amazing, amazing LSU season and now he's in the NFL, I was like, damn, this kid is pretty much already NFL ready. It's kind of like when Kyler Murray first came to the NFL. And they're like, damn, this kid is already NFL ready. This is actually pretty amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, it's, it's really tough to watch. It's really tough to watch them lose uh, those games in, in the way where it's like, they just kind of do Cincinnati things and drop the ball. But they are exciting to watch, and I do believe that they'll be able to to get a couple of more games, uh, a couple of more wins. I feel like Joe Burrow just kind of wills it out of his team sometimes, but they'll definitely be able to get a couple of more wins. Uh, I still think they get a high draft pick, which will be good for them because it allows them to surround themselves with more talent, uh, surround themselves with some new, with at least one new receiver for Joe Burrow, get themselves some offensive linemen to help like protect them because he has been getting killed out there like every time. And, uh, you know, also get some space for Joe Mixon because he's still a guy back there that can still pop on some plays. Uh, So, you know, you want to see Joe Mixon do well. You want to make sure that his future is still good. And uh, you want to see the Cincinnati teams, the Cincinnati Bengals team, you know, actually be able to form a team. Because, hey, next year in the AFC North, all hell will break loose and it will be fan-freaking-tastic. So that's another decent team. The NFC East or the NFC Least as it is right now, all have teams losing records. Even the winning, even uh, the, the team that's ahead of the division, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, have a losing record. Uh, it's just that tie that I guess keeps them ahead because technically not a loss but um, I mean let's be honest, these teams stink. They stink the Dallas Cowboys, this is basically to be their year to take the division. I mean, especially when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles and how banged up they've been and the Washington football team still trying to, like, put out the fires and clear the ash of that dumpster fire of an organization um, that was previously known as the Washington, well, you know, the name and the Giants that are, like, trying to figure out how to win again after so many years of just losing and instability and 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 co- controversy and drama like they're trying to figure their way out again and it looks like there's uh joe judge coming in bringing in all of his guys uh bringing in all of the guys to change the culture it looks like the giants uh are, are actually uh you know fighting to win football games it looks like they have a really good culture uh in that locker room then i believe that the Giants can win a couple of games in the second half of the season uh, but uh you know you want to you, you want to actually see it happen they've been they've played some very close games they only really got blown out by the 49ers uh, but otherwise they kept it kind of close to the Steelers and they kept it uh fairly they kept it really close to the Cowboys they kept it super close to the Washington football team which is the one game they actually won and they kept it really darn close to Philadelphia Eagles I mean, shoot, you could talk about it. Like, just there's just a few key plays that have stopped the Giants from achieving uh, victories. That you're like, this team can win, especially in their division. They just have to make the plays to win. And I still believe that they're still trying to figure that out as well. But, uh, you know, you got to like Joe Judge um, and you got to like how they're rebuilding. and, who knows? And you know, if they get – again, if they get high in the draft picks again, like they get high in the draft order again, uh, they're, you know, they have the opportunity to trade down, get maybe one more piece on the offensive line, maybe get themselves a new tight end so they don't have to pay Evan Ingram buku bucks because, like, let's be honest, he's been dropping balls his entire career uh, and he just hasn't been able to turn into the guy that they need him to be. Um, so they might be moving on from Evan Ingram, but uh, you know the Giants. They, the Giants, with well, how bad they look, they don't look terrible. They actually look pretty decent. Um, they 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 come so close and just fall just short. But uh, I do believe that uh, come next year, bounce back with some uh, new additions, especially to the defense, some new cornerbacks that can probably hang, uh, and then some pass rushers too. Uh, this will be a this is. They'll they'll be a good team, but that's also again that is then this is right now. And right now, they stink. They'll play you tough, but they'll find a way to lose. The Philadelphia Eagles are a game are, are are a team where if you don't if you don't shut them out, they will find a way to win. That's the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles. If you don't they like they get knocked down fairly easily. And then once you put your but your boot on their throat, that's it. They're, they're kind of done for the game. However, if you don't put your boot on their foot and just completely put them away, they will rise back up and find ways to win the game. Carson Wentz has been playing like an absolute madman because I feel like he needs to play like an absolute madman. But at the end of the day, I mean, like he's still a very talented dude and he's still been able to rally his banged up team to win. You know, uh, teasing pieces to uh, Deshaun Jackson. Hope that he can get healthy sooner rather than later. I mean, he's a really great wide receiver that just can't seem to stay healthy. And even when and, and when he gets back on, he's like, look, I'm just as fast as I used to be, and then gets injured like two plays later. So it's really unfortunate the things that he's going to, especially since he got to reunite with his whole team to uh, try to help them out in the wide receiver room again after a stint down there in Tampa Bay. Um... Uh, but but you know, you wanna see you wanna see a guy like that, you know, do well and, and be better and be able to stay healthy. And it's just unfortunate. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they might win that division again just because like every other team in that division does not know how to put away games and they just know how to kinda creep back on you in the fourth quarter and, and steal a win. So uh I, and, and that just kinda goes to culture, that just kinda goes to uh to you know, how they're coached Um, So shout out to Doug Peterson. Although he might be on a hot seat, he might be, but his team has dealt with a ton of injuries. They haven't been low enough in the draft to really get a whole bunch of picks to add to their team. So, you know, he's been in a tough situation and he's only a couple of years removed from a Super Bowl. So So I wouldn't say he's necessarily on the hot seat. He still definitely has a lot of time. The Washington football team. I mean, who knows what's going on there, especially with Dwayne Haskins getting uh, getting benched for the third string. I mean, but hey, Riverboat Run. He says like, I want wins, and I'm going to get them. Uh, he, he's played a very uh, aggressive style of coaching, and as it is right now, the Washington football team just doesn't have the talent to compete right now. They don't have the talent, uh, but but they they do have the fight, and they do have a guy in uh, Chase Young who is right now one of the best rookie uh, uh, pass rushers, uh, defensive linemen that we've seen in the league thus far. So, uh, you know, uh, the the Washington football team definitely have the pieces to build around, but they still need to clear that ash, clear that rubble, and clear that debris before they can, uh, you know, before they get the next guy. It will be, I mean, before they can start winning games. It will be interesting to see what they do with that quarterback position, you know, because um, uh, I, you know, Kyle Allen has played all right, but I don't know if he's necessarily your franchise guy, you know, if they get a if they get a high enough draft pick, who knows? Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll even uh, scoop up uh, Justin Fields, uh, because we all know where Trevor Lawrence is going, but if they can get Justin Fields and that's their new franchise guy, then hey, you know, more power to him. But I will be interested to see. Uh, what what emerges out of the ashes of the Washington football team? What we do know is that that the Washington football team could be their team name until you know until uh, the end of twenty twenty one, and then after that, who knows? But uh, a lot of questions. And then the Dallas Cowboys. This is a team that was supposed to you know that was supposed to dominate the NFC East. The NFC East, you know, every other team is practically rebuilding. This is bust open. Wide for them to take, and yet their defense has been so incredibly awful that uh, it, uh, that they haven't been able to win games. And that was with Dak Prescott. Now that Dak Prescott is gone, their offense can't seem to to buy a first down. I mean, they they have looked bad. They got absolutely thrashed by the Washington Football Team. And again, the Washington Football Team. I'm like, hey, their defense isn't the worst thing in the world, but their offense isn't anything to write home home about. But like the, the the Dallas Cowboys looked absolutely lost. They had no idea what to do with them. And then there's leaks coming from the locker room about how the coaching staff can't coach and and blah 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 and yada 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 and drama drama drama. I think the Dallas Cowboys might be might be set up for a full blown rebuild. Because, look, all these all these fine young gentlemen can swindle the old man Jerry Jones out of every fucking penny promising a, a Super Bowl ring, and they haven't even gotten to the gosh darn playoffs without Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott comes back to the Cowboys, gets his money, and they do a full rebuild around him. Keep Zeke, keep Cooper, keep their wide receivers, and say, hey, you know what? We're just going to have to be an offensive team that slowly but surely replaces our offensive line, gets a couple of guys on defense, and then, hey, once Dak is in his, like, sixth, seventh, or eighth year, then we'll be poised to uh, make another Super Bowl run. The question is that, like, hey, knock on wood, can Jerry Jones last that long to see the Cowboys make that run, you know, uh, and go through that rebuild? Like, Jerry, Jerry knows, Jerry's a smart man. He knows he does not have a lot of time left. He wants to see the Dallas Cowboys get another win, and he's done everything in his power. I mean, like, like let's let's look at the facts here. The only good, the only good game that the Marcus Lawrence has had this far was against the New York Giants, and that was going against an injured rookie left tackle. And so it's like, yeah, it could, like, yeah, you had a good game, but that was literally you playing on easy mode. Can you go against a decent team and kind of earn your pay? Because if not, it's like, what else are you doing here? Also, the Cowboys ended up uh, trading Everson Griffin. For a six-round pick, sending him to the Detroit Lions, so it's like, hey, who knows? I think at the very least, the defensive rebuild has to start. At the very least, the defensive rebuild has to start. The offense could probably stay um, uh, mo- mainly intact, but uh, at the very least, uh, for all the money that Jerry Jones done something to the defense, he has gotten almost zero return uh, on on an, on his investment. So uh, you know. The Cowboys still have a shot of taking the division, you know. It's still wide, wide open. But uh, to, to expect them to do anything once they do get to the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs, I think that's uh, not gonna happen. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll definitely keep uh, keep an eye out on the, the NFC East and their happenings. And finally I kinda wanna talk about the uh I kinda wanna talk about the the Jets for a little bit because the Jets now granted there's a lot of teams I wanna talk about. I wanna talk about the Arizona Cardinals and what they've been able to do because that is one prediction where I've been absolutely correct on. I have like I have hit the nail on the head with that prediction. I I thought the Arizona Arizona Cardinals would be pretty darn good this season. Not taking the division uh, over the Seahawks ever since the Seahawks got Jamal Adams. But I did think that they would be pretty darn good. They don't beat the Seahawks in overtime. They only have two losses on the season. They're second place in the division. The Arizona Cardinals are looking great. Kyler Murray is looking great. Kenyon Drake, he, uh, I mean, like had another slow game but got injured. But uh, uh, just prior, had a, a almost 150 rushing yards and a couple of teddies. Um, uh, Chase Edmonds, he's become a reliable backup uh, that can uh, get yards both from the backfield and uh, uh, catching the ball. So he's been looking pretty good. So I definitely want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I'd also like to talk about the Atlanta Falcons and their penchant for choking. I'd like to talk about. The, uh, the Saints and the Buccaneers, and kind of see where they're at because it feels like they should have been two dominant teams in the league, but it looks like they're just kind of like two above average teams in the league. Uh, the Chicago Bears are another interesting team, but right now, with the limited amount of time that I have left, I would like to spend that talking about the New York Jets because this team isn't just bad. This team doesn't just stink. This team. Is historically bad. Awful. Just god awful. You look at the schedule and you wonder, can they actually get a win? Can they really get a win? And it's tough to say. I mean, hell, in the NFL, I know defenses win championships, but shit, you still gotta score points to get games. And this is an offensive this is an offensive league. I mean, offenses offenses get so many breaks. Offenses can do so many things in this league. It's out of your world. I mean, hey, you get a pass interference call, and that's freaking spot of the foul right there. That could be up to 63 yards, uh, uh, you know, off of one penalty. Offenses get a lot going. And yet, for some reason, this New York Jets offense can't do anything. Nothing. They stink. They're terrible. They're atrocious. They are laughably bad. In the game against the Buffalo Bills last week, they had four yards in the second half. Four total yards in the second half. That Do you know how incredibly inept you have to be at football to only have four yards in the second half? I'm pretty sure I can put on some pads. And get four yards in the uh, like I could get at least five yards if I were to jump into the NFL right now, but the entire team only had four yards of offense in the second half. At uh, that every quarter is 15 minutes, and here's the here's the kicker: the it's not like the Buffalo Bills kind of like ran it all over them and was just super dominant. I mean, they held them to. They held them to six field goals. As a matter of fact, they held them to eight field goals. Didn't force a punt, which is kind of funny, but still held the Buffalo Bills to eight field goals. The Bills missed two. Ben don't break, but in the second half, they could not do a darn thing. I mean, it, it it's very impressive what the Jets have been able to do uh, or the, what they haven't been able to do. And, and you, you look at what this team has done and of shipping away all of their, uh, shipping away all of their leaders, putting all of their faith behind Adam gates not being transparent with what they want to do, and 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 just failing Sam Darnold as a quarterback. I mean, it has been, uh, uh I mean, it's been laughable, heartbreaking for Jets fans, but it has been laughable what the New York Jets have been able to do. I mean, shoot, you can look back at the Hugh Jackson days of the 0-16 uh, uh, Cleveland Browns, and let's be honest, if, de- if, if if Kaiser doesn't throw a couple of interceptions in overtime or if the kicker doesn't miss a couple of key field goals, they actually get a couple of wins. But the Jets, they've been close in one game, and that was against a third-string quarterback playing on the road in his first Ever NFL game against the Jets that was their closest game and they still lost by double digits but shoot at least they were able to put up some points I mean granted it was a one of the like some of those points came from a defensive touchdown but golly I mean hey there's one thing to say like yeah I'm an offensive guru and it, like it, it's one thing for, for a coach to come in and say I am an offensive minded head coach and be like 15th in the league in offense and have not seen be like 15th in the league in offense or have a team just kind of underperform or whatever. But Adam Gase was heralded, heralded like this was the main thing we brought him in to do. Work on the offense. Make the offense better. Come in with their beautiful schemes, with their beautiful fits and make this offense better. And they have done the complete opposite I mean geez louise shout out to Adam Gage for having this kind of job security because I know that if I go in and I'm saying hey I can't do much for your company but one thing I can do is design your website to be the cleanest sleekest most uh, hassle free website any user will use And then after three weeks, your website is absolute trash. I'm fired. I am gone. There is nothing, there is nothing I can say or do to defend myself, okay? And this guy has been in New York coming on to, like, it looks like he's gonna be here for a full two years. And the New York Jets have just been awful. Sam Darnold hasn't thrown more than 20 touchdowns in in a single season. He looks way better in his rookie season than he does now. I mean, right now, he definitely has more interceptions than touchdowns. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I know he definitely has more interceptions than touchdowns, and that's with being out for a week or two. I mean, and even with Joe Flacco coming in, he's thinking, okay, a veteran quarterback, you know, they're not going to make him run. There's, like, different things that he can do. He could probably understand the offense a little bit better, read defenses a little bit better. No! He looks trash too. He looked even worse than Sam Donald. You, you put Joe Flacco in there, and you're like, all right, okay, where's Sam now? Like, because this is obviously isn't working, and it and it sucks because Sam Donald has regressed to the point where you can't look at him as that franchise quarterback anymore. You're really like, you can't. He he misses some throws. He holds on to the ball for too long, and his confidence is kind of shot. Because you know why? Not only have they been a the losing, like not only have they been a losing franchise for every single year of his career, but the offense has gotten worse and worse and worse ever since he got into the league. So I mean, what is he learning? He's doing everything incorrectly. Adam Gase has sullied him, and you look at what Ryan Tannehill has done. I mean, sat back behind Marcus Mariota for six games until he gets to come in, and ever since then, he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, there's not even a discussion. He's literally been one of the most accurate quarterbacks, not just in completion percentage, but to touchdown to interception ratio. He's putting up Ann Lodgers and Russell Wilson numbers, and the beauty of it is that they don't even, like, look, they have one really good receiver and one really good running back in the Tennessee Titans, and but Ryan Tannehill hasn't been able to make it work tremendously and the offensive scheme of the Tennessee Titans has worked tremendously with the with the with the New York Jets I get it they don't have any talent but geez Louise you think they'd be able to put up some numbers you think they can do at least something on offense like if you're a good coach you can scheme your offense to put up some kind of points any kind of points I mean, geez louise, but the Jets have just been uh, they have been so incredibly bad that it is history in the making. I want everybody to watch this Jets team and mark your calendars because the 2020s and 2021 Jets have to be quite honestly, one of the worst teams in football and that includes the expansion year Buccaneers. this I mean, there have only been two other teams that have gone 0 and 16. The Detroit Lions and, with like, the Dan Owoski Detroit Lions and the Deshaun Kaiser uh, uh, Cleveland Browns, and I believe that we will be able to add the uh, 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 Sam Darnold 2020 to 2021 Jets to that list. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe they go against the Patriots, Maybe they have a shot because the Patriots look like they stink too, but I don't know because yeah yeah the defense has shown some flashes of being competent, but the offense is just so laughably inept, so terribly broken, so unwilling to adjust to anything that you like not feasibly in all honesty. I don't, I don't see them pulling it off. I really don't. I really can't. I cannot see them pulling off a single win this year. Which is, you know what, fine. As, as a Jets fan, or as a Titans fan that used to root for the Jets, uh, <laughs> I'll say, hey, they're number one for the Trevor Lawrence Bowl. Great. But if they don't start doing the things to actually, you know, build a team right, and build around Trevor Lawrence and have some consistency and keep leaders in the locker room and build around players that have shown up for them. Like, I already hear uh, rumors about them wanting to trade uh, Quentin Williams, and it's like, why? Why trade your possibly your last freaking piece? Like, he's good. Just build around him and develop him. If the Jets can actually start to build around their key pieces, build around their leaders and not let you know their number one overall like and not let their first round picks go away not let their possibly historically great players go to other teams maybe they can actually win some games and take a division take the division for a change. Maybe but probably not <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they can. I do believe the if the the Jets. What they need to do is number one, get the right head coach. Number two, trust in their guys. Number three, build around their key pieces. Once they do that, they'll they'll put themselves in a good position to win. How long will that take? I don't know. I just hope that I don't have grandkids by the time. They uh, find themselves in another Super Bowl. I, I, I just really hope that doesn't happen. But anyway, uh, thank you all for listening to me ramble. Uh, this has been fun. It's been good to uh, get another video out there. Uh, you know, I'm still some. Yeah, we're we're active on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I've been going through some personal things in my life, so I really am only on Twitter. Uh, but you can catch us on uh twitter and instagram at od sports podcast um, uh, for both handles um yeah uh this has been d thank you so much for listening uh it's been real uh take it easy and uh i love you bye